0: You're listening to the Pittsburgh
1: Pile Driver Podcast. Hey, what
0: the hell is that? Podcast.
2: Hi people, uh, the time has come for us to recognize what can only be described as the best damn chooserweight title defense there ever was. And it happened because not Poot the Bard, not Ransom. And what brings the most smugness to my face is that nope, not even the gladiator of the Royal Rumble statistics, beef the legend walked away with the weight title, but our very own, Tiger Bomb Tom has retained the Chooser Championship, and nothing brings me more joy than seeing Beef's empty waist where a title belt should be. If you take anything away from this episode, take away the fact that you can rejoice in the knowledge that once again, he's sitting there with his stupid face, his Dumb hair and his Majin Buu pants. No title around his waist. It's the Pittsburgh Pod Driver Podcast. We're hot off the heels of the Royal Rubble. Our illustrious champion will be with us shortly. Until then, you've got the three amigos, the trifecta of terrible, the dos tres of all up in your face. I can't rhyme anymore without sagging my pants a little bit. Yo, yo, yo. In any case, the Royal Rumble happened. I was ecstatic at the end, but I have some problems now that I think back on it. I got some issues and some complaints. There was also big happenings, apparently, last night as I was trying to sleep. Some dummy, sans title belt, was blowing my phone up with what unimpressive tent trouser he had all about AEW. So don't worry, we're going to talk about that as well.
3: That was 10 p.m., folks. Ransom snuggled up in his bed at 10 p.m. Dude, let me tell you this. I was
2: so wiped out and drained yesterday. I was on the road all day traveling for work. I was in Ohio all freaking day. I got home, and I fell asleep like four times between like 5 and 8 o'clock. Bro, I
0: I feel that because I, I got home. At one, I, I got I got home at one, had my lunch, played like 20 minutes of uh, A Link to the Past, which I'm finally doing it. I'm actually committing to a playthrough. Um, and uh, after I did that, I was like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go lay All down. Right. So it was like two o'clock. I slept until 730.
2: Just so slept. like I was saying, I, uh, I, I fell asleep multiple times uh, between like five and eight. And I had done zero work on my body all day long because traveling on the road all day. So 8 o'clock is when I decided that it was time for some cardio. And let me tell you, I thought I was going to pass out. That's why I was in bed at 10 o'clock last night. Oh, and plus, some of us actually have to get up and, you know, work during the day.
0: Well, it, it well, and that's, that's the thing, man, is that travel – like you think about it, you're like you're you're sitting a lot, but still, travel takes it out of you, man.
2: I was mentally drained, physically, my body had done absolutely nothing other than sit and stew in its own filth.
3: Ah, uh, yes, my documentary. So <laughs> anyway, uh, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, let's 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 not bury the lead here, folks. Folks, um, you know, and 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 I I think I said this last week. I don't remember. I say a lot of things. Like, the <laughs> the last several years, I think that they really, really refined the art of the Royal Rumble. Pretty much since they introduced Women's Royal Rumble, I think that we've had consistently good winners across the board. Say what you will about Charlotte. Uh, I get it. And, it, you know, her winning was uh, uh, um, an eventuality anyway, so at least we got it out of the way, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, but but that being
2: said, you know this reaction's the best. Yeah, well, yeah. This, well, I mean, what do you want? This, it, what do yeah, you want? I mean, no, I mean, I I wasn't making fun of you. I I was legit. Like your your reaction to that statement was was literally the best because that probably was my
3: reaction. Like, oh, Charlotte won. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> All right.
2: Okay. Next match. Yeah.
3: And now and, now and now we're just and 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 now we're just waiting for things to cycle through so she can win a second one. Uh, You know, and and I get it. That's fine, whatever it's, Charlotte. But realistically, outside of her last year, I think that we've had a really good go of it. And then this year was no exception. Uh, Uh, The matches themselves were sometimes a little dicey, but, I mean, the winners I have no problem with whatsoever.
0: No, it was – all around, it was real – I was very sports entertained, to coin a phrase. And, uh, you know – with Charlotte, do you, uh, let me just—I don't again. I'm not trying to to tangent off too hard, but do you think Charlotte's going to be the first woman to win
2: three times? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would not surprise me in the slightest.
3: Yep. It you know it it depends. I'll I'll say this because it it seems like they do have their mind toward the future. Sometimes. Some I- at least with the women.
0: Well yeah. Charlotte the th- the thing is you know we we bag on Charlotte a lot because of her lot because of who her dad is but dude listen all, all all like you know hardball aside she puts in the she puts in the reps she puts in the time and she does consistently keep getting better she hasn't taken a step backwards and she hasn't leveled off you know what i mean she does incrementally keep getting better I know it's a hard pill to swallow if if you're not a Charlotte fan, but,
2: like, it's I, true. You're right. I don't I, – you're right. Um, I, I don't – I don't I, – I, don't, I always want to say it. you're not wrong, but that makes it sound like there's – you're not right is more, of, is more of a positive phrase, and I'm trying to go that route. You are right. Yeah. She is consistently getting better. However, I feel like there are more – Women out there who are performing better than her, who look better than her in the ring, not physical beauty wise um performance wise. I feel like there are women who are better than her. I don't
0: know it, it, it's <laughs> it's it's hard because you don't you, it's one of those things you you don't if she wasn't as good as she was. This would be a lot easier. It, it we wouldn't even be having this little brief discussion. Like if she was if she was like low tier performance in the ring, but man, she does a really good job. Her matches are are entertaining as long as she has someone that can work with her. Because uh, oh. we've seen it uh a couple times that like she's put on stinkers, but it was because oh, yeah. of who she was with. I really believe that.
2: Well, I, you know, well, okay. <laughs> well, again, I think you're right. However, I think I don't think you deserve to win the Royal Rumble three times until you're of the caliber of a Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, The Rock, where those guys could go into the ring and wrestle a broomstick and it would be entertaining. So, until you can go in... This is my opinion. I feel like until you can go into a match with the absolute bottom-of-the-barrel worst, have a great match, elevate them to where you're at, or at least not let them bring you down, I don't feel like you are the caliber enough to deserve that three Rumble
3: wins. Well, and the like we 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 also need to realize that it's not yeah exactly it's it's not just about the caliber in the ring it's about their overall quality as an as an entertainer i think that that's why michael's and and austin uh were pushed to the moon uh and oh. uh, really have have you know have high legends about them regarding this and i think edge fits right in there with his win on Sunday. But to kind of come back to the Charlotte thing real quick, and hopefully to kind of put a cap on it, because I, you know, I'm done with Charlotte. But bottom line is, I think that the problem with her is not so much her presentation, her in-ring look, how she looks, period. It's about her being where she is because of who she is. If she wasn't a flare, she wouldn't be there. Uh, So that's, you know, neither here nor there. But I digress. This year's Royal Rumble, at the very end of the Women's Royal Rumble, saw um, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair uh, team up to throw out Charlotte, kind of coming around and bringing things back to last year, the whole uh, Bianca Belair thing, uh, promo in NXT, you don't even go here. Like, (laughs) it was neat that they, like, were able to kind of, weave that together, uh, despite the comings and goings of all the women this year in this weird, fucked up, crazy year. Uh, but they, it, was, it was it was cool that they brought it back together. Uh, and, and I, you know, I really believe that Rhea should have won, but I'm 100% okay with Bianca winning. Um, that's just I my take on it. I was very
2: things. excited to see Bianca Belair win. I,
3: You know, I think I would have been happy
2: with any, any fresh face someone who wasn't already as smackdown or raw women's champion, someone who wasn't already uh, a royal rumble winner to have a fresh face
3: win it, I was happy. Yeah, I I I agree. I I just, you know, like I I think that when when we look at the bell curve of who's going to be over and when and how soon. I think that Rhea Ripley has the tools, the talent, and the look to do it now. I think that Bianca Belair, because of, and this is going to sound um, Uh-oh. A, a little off, but, but because that Bianca Belair's character is very much in the vein of Sasha Banks and the boss, uh, I think that that going that, to that, that, that hit some roadblocks because of that. Um, now she makes it her own, and and I love the EST of NXT. Well, I guess no longer of NXT, but the EST of WWE. Um, she, she, she she's awesome, and, and she's great at what she does, and and I don't want to begrudge her for this win. I, I I just think that Rhea Ripley is the now that you invest in the now, and you know with an eye to the future, saying okay, Bianca, maybe next year, maybe the year after. But you know, your time is is coming. Yeah, but I think I that, think I think regardless, I think I think regardless, both women will win probably multiple rumbles if we're being honest.
0: Yeah, but I think that Rhea Ri like there are two things. One's a question that I have, but the, the thing I want to say is I think that Rhea Ripley and her whole the whole package of her, her character, her her in ring ability, everything her age, everything, she has, in my opinion, and this is absolutely nothing against Bianca Belair, because she she is, she deserves to call herself the EST. She's incredible. But I th- I feel like Rhea Ripley, the whole package has more legs to it, if you will. um, And, uh, you know, I feel like that might be why they're holding off on her. But why do you think with as popular as Rhea Ripley is, how good she is, how polished she is, and how unique of a look she has why are they not pulling the trigger on her it seems like she constantly gets right to the cusp of a big push or a big victory or whatever and she just never goes over why do you think they're not pulling the trigger on her right now
3: well and 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 realistically i think that the first thing you said there the age uh believe it or not rhea ripley's 24 uh bianca belair is 31 So, Rhea Ripley, and and even though it feels like that Rhea's been... Because Rhea's been in the mainstream, like, as a main conduit of the women's division, at least in NXT, for, for, what, three years now, between NXT UK and NXT proper. Uh, So, I mean, it, it feels like she's the seasoned vet. But realistically, yeah, I mean, Bianca's got seven years on her, so, I mean, realistically she's probably the person that needs to have the trigger pulled now, you know, make, make the hay while the sun is shining. Uh, as you mentioned, Poot, uh, Rhea with everything that she has put together, she can literally be dropped in a fucking fishbowl and get a giant pop. Like Rhea is Rhea and, and she's great at everything she does and she's young. And in theory, uh, it has, has a long way to go in the business. I think that they're smart by saying, okay, you know what? Like Bianca, you're doing great right now. And not that Rhea's not, but that they're probably gonna have more time with Rhea than they will with Bianca. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Um, well, the the I still congratulations to Bianca Belair because I I, I can't wait to see what she does. I'm very excited. Um now staying within the context of the Rumble, if you don't mind me uh uh pushing forward here. Men's Rumble match was outstanding. It was outstanding. I enjoyed every second of it, and it was interesting. And even looking back in it, like, within the context and looking at the match as a whole after the fact, the the thing with Randy Orton, I'm like, man, yeah, I get it. Like, they, they've pulled that before. Like, it's fine. It's kind of old hat, the, like, injury and then coming back later. And they play. They played their cards right on the event as a whole. WWE finally played their cards right. They did, in my opinion, pretty much everything correctly. And the men's rumble match, the big thing for me. And and obviously, there's a there's a bunch of things to talk about, but the one that that really got me was friggin' Carlito coming back and look like looking like a jacked monster. Holy yep. crap! He looks yep. like ten thousand dollars. He he
2: he looks great. It was incredible. Yeah, man. Like, oh, it looks like he's definitely bulked up and not bulked up in the cheeseburger way.
0: No, like he he looks so much better because I remember it was years ago. It was after his release and he had gone. I think and worked some indies and stuff, but he fell off the radar. There was an interview some guy was doing with him. Like, they, it was, like, for a YouTube channel, like, a wrestling YouTube channel, like, a smaller one. And they ran into him at, like, a bodega and, like, were talking to him. And he looked awful. He looked, like, tired and out of shape and, like, just worn. And they were just chatting with him. It was, like, someone with a handheld camera asking him questions. And it was, like, oh, Carlito. And then oh, yeah. just to see him from out of nowhere come back looking like a just, just – all the money and having him not miss a step. It was awesome. That was one big highlight for me.
2: Yeah. I, I, I feel like it rings true when speaking of Carlito saying, regardless of how old he is now, you know, maybe he's not in his prime age bracket anymore, but he looks better than ever. I, It bugs me when announcers say that about old men wrestlers that come back. I can't tell you how many times I've heard Cole say, Hey, the undertaker looks better than ever. Nope. Sure doesn't, but he says it anyway, but I feel like it really rings true with Carlito. Now he looked chiseled. He looked buff. He did not look winded at all in this rumble. Anytime I saw him, Now, granted, there was a lot going on, so maybe he had a lot of time to rest. I don't know. But he didn't look winded. He didn't look run down, worn down. I mean, he really did look like he was on the top of his game. So I I feel like he has done a lot to, you know, build up his endurance. He definitely looks like he's done a lot to build up his strength. Good Lord. Um, It it was really good to see Carlito come back and look freaking amazing. So... Go
3: All right. on. I'm, yes. I'm gonna be the am I'm, I'm gonna be the Danny Downer here. Here we go. I, I think that so wrestling is fun. The gags are great, and the bits are good until they catch up on themselves. Once they start understanding that they're a bit, and then they try to be a bit, it becomes forced and horrid. That said. I'm worried that that may be the case with the Royal Rumble and the surprise entrance. Um, So previously, we'd have three, two, four, maybe five surprise entrants. This year's Royal Rumble between the men and the women's uh, had a 19 surprise entrance. Uh, out of 60, so that's damn near a third of the field was surprise entrance. Um, so that being said, I like, they, they, they even made a point of it on the pre-show where they're like, we, 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 we've never had this few competitors, you know, um, qualified for the Royal Rumble. This is going to be awesome. Like kind of pointing to the fact that like, Hey, we're going to have some surprises. But then, whenever you lean on the surprises, like Carlito was a great one for sure, one hundred and ten percent. Victoria was awesome, a hundred million percent. But then you get a guy like the Hurricane.
2: Yep, who done without that? And
3: it was just but then like you it, get a guy. It was and to be fair, I, I, no disrespect to the body of work, but then you get a guy like Kane, who's the freaking mayor of Knox County, like. I understand, and again, that's a bit. Kane being in the Royal Rumble has become a bit, and now it's onto to itself, and is no longer in my mind entertaining, as it is just shtick for the sake of being shtick.
0: Well, and and Kane looked Kane looked rough too.
3: Yep, he looked
0: mm-hmm. rough. He was no offense, no offense to Glenn Jacobs. Like you said, we we love him, but like he, he he, he had that he had that pooch going on.
3: He had that little punch. Alicia, Alicia Fox. Let's not forget oh. her. Jillian. I mean, it was cool to see Jillian. It's been a hot minute, but, you know, uh, he, I, you know I, I even have a little bit of a problem with Christian because the dude kind of went out on his own terms. And, and I get that the Royal Rumble is not like, hey, I'm coming back forever. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, you're there because your buddy... Is winning from the number one spot your best friend in the world, and you get to share that moment with him? It was very clear to me that that was what was happening.
2: So, oh, yes. oh um,
3: wow. like Seth was a good surprise. I, I, I like seeing him come back, and it was a good spot for him. I wish they would have done more with him. Should have gone back to uh, the burn
0: it down, like yep. he said.
3: Yes, he should have. Yep, instead of doing a stupid Monday Friday every night Messiah. They 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 burn it down and have the fucking you know the fake ass crowd pop real hard and no they they, they didn't so I don't know uh, maybe it's just me maybe I'm maybe I'm a crotchety old man I'm in my old age I don't know but I I just like I, I I'm I'm not saying I'm over it but I I think if they're going to continue to execute them they need to be worthwhile surprises not like oh well they're so-and-so. so and so so. No, go ahead. Uh,
2: uh, oh. Nice. Loudness. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kinda of go along this vein of crotchety old men here, and I'm gonna get my crotchety old man moment in. Yeah, man. So Do it. Do it. it. I'm not going to make any ifs ands or buts about it. When Edge won the Royal Rumble. I was out of my chair, jumping around like I was a kid. Just ecstatic, just jumpity jumping around. It was freaking, Tom and I were out of our seats. Good times, good stuff, good
4: shit. When I
2: calm down a bit and I take a step back and I look at it from a higher elevation, I've complained before about legends slash part-timers slash old men coming back and taking spots from younger guys. I've been very adamant about that. And I feel like on principle, I need to stick with my guns. Edge coming in at number one, coming back at the Rumble, great. Having had time to reflect on it, it, this is me and i'm sure plenty of people everybody else on this podcast i'm sure will disagree but having goodness the covid having having being able to zoom out and kind of look at it from a higher elevation i i'm going to stick with my guns of what i have harped on and preached and bitched about before i don't think that edge should have won because I don't know. I Part of me feels like that spot should have been reserved for a younger guy, a guy that has a long run ahead of him. Not to say that Edge is going to be a one-and-done, but let's face it. He's had his share of injuries. He's a Hall of Famer already. He's a legend already. Did he need that Rumble win? Okay, he's never won the Rumble before. Fine. False. Okay, he's run, won the Royal Rumble before. I p- apologize. So did he need that Rumble win? I I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted in my admiration and love for him as a wrestler and my principles of the old men, the legends, the Hall of Famers, regardless of age, should not be coming back and taking the highest of high spots Away from someone who is there on a weekly basis that they could build up and build off of and cultivate into a future champion. Uh, now I know if I'm going to look at it as far as like mania goes, like okay, say he faces Roman Reigns, is that what he's going to do? I mean, well, actually, I don't that's going to be I, that that yeah. was going oh, to be. that wasn't announced yet. Well, no, no.
0: that was going to be to my refute point. Which do you mind if I throw it in right here? You yeah, go ahead,
3: because I I have I have my own refutation as All well. Right. So you go first. Uh, I almost called you your full name. Go ahead, Poot. So in, so initially, uh, Ransom,
0: I was right there with you. I was super excited. The finish was really exciting and good, and you could see the genuine the genuine joy from Edge when he won. Oh yeah, and I and just like you, I wasn't jumping out of my seat, but I was like. I was, I was so thrilled because, like, much like whenever Daniel Bryan uh, came back and he announced that he could wrestle again, when Edge came back last year and then this year having him win it, I was like, man, this is it, it's the Cinderella story. You know, like I was mm-hmm. – it was that. But the thing that they're doing and the reason why I'm not after the fact once the honeymoon period was over, it, it, uh, completely agreeing with you is simply because – um they had Edge this past Wednesday. They had him on NXT. And he came out whenever uh Bowler and Pete Dunn were in the ring, jawing at each other about their match. Edge came out and he basically said, This place has given me gave me the fire. It gave me the incentive to come back watching NXT. And he came out and he said to them, he basically said, I don't know, maybe I'll challenge whoever wins here. And then that made me go, holy shit, that is creative. Having a legend, and you might be thinking, well, why would you do that in NXT? Those are even newer guys that they're trying to develop. But having Edge there and Edge going, these are the guys I want to compete against. These are the guys I want to test my metal against, my, my talent, my knowledge, my ability – because these are the best. You know what I mean? So it's kind of giving credit to the talent that is there. And he even lauded Pete Dunne and Finn Balor. And it it really did, having that blessing of a legend, of a Hall of Famer, of someone who has seen and done so much and made so much history as Edge, to want to be there and want that title. And then later on in the show, they kind of alluded to him and Karrion Cross, With Karrion Cross kind of confronting Edge and saying, you're not going to be challenging Balor. You're not going to be challenging Pete Dunne. You're going to be challenging me because that is my belt. I never lost it. So you're setting up any three of those guys with Edge would make an amazing match. In my opinion, the top of which would be Finn Balor because he can work around Edge's limitations that he has, not just from his age, but from his fused neck. I feel like Balor would be the most capable of the three. Not that the other two aren't, but I feel like Balor would be the one to really make the match something special and add a level of performance and quality and polish that it could be. So they're kind of keeping it seems they're keeping Edge away from the Universal title and the WWE title picture. And using it to bolster NXT. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
2: So, oh, look, I agree with you there. I want to just get this point out here real quick, beef. Um I wanted to make this, this earlier in my rant, but I, I agree with everything you said there. Again, Poot, not, you know, kissing ass or anything tonight, but you're making great points that I can't really disagree with. However, how many times has, like, say, the runner-up the next-to-last person come out and challenged another champion saying, hey, the winner of the Royal Rumble has made his choice. I was the second-last man standing. I almost did it. So I have some clout now to make my challenge. That's happened frequently in the past. Is that not something that could have happened in this Rumble? could a younger guy have not have won it and challenged for either the WWE or the Universal title, Edge still could have gone to NXT and gone, hey, you gave me the fire, you gave me the desire to come back, I came back, I damn near did it. But since so-and-so is going to be challenging who's he, what's it's for their title, as the runner-up of the Royal Rumble, I'm going to officially show up here and issue my challenge on NXT. I feel like that could have still been done without taking away a rumble win from someone who, by all intents and purposes, hasn't already done it all.
3: So, okay, a couple things. First and foremost, Poot's right. Uh, Somebody, and I forget who it was. I read so much fucking wrestling shit. It just all blurs together. But somebody, I believe a legend in the business, tweeted out, that's how you put three guys over without taking a bump, referring to Edge and NXT last night. Yep. Um... And and he, he 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 came out on Raw and he said, "Oh, you know, Drew, I might take your title, and I'm sure he's gonna come out on SmackDown and be like, hey, you know what, Roman, eyes in the back of your head, man, they're gonna do it. This is what they do. They tease it just like they did with Charlotte last year. Um, they'll they'll tease it for a while until they actually make their decision. And maybe they don't have a decision made. I don't know, but uh, it, it's it makes for good television. Does Edge need to win? It's a wonderful question. Well, let me throw out some names." Of guys who have won one Royal Rumble. Jim Duggan. John Studd. Yokozuna. Lex Luger. Mr. McMahon. uh, Chris Benoit. Rey Mysterio. The Undertaker. Alberto Del Rio. Sheamus. uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth Rollins. McIntyre. Good names. That's, That's a very reputable list. Let me read the names of the people who have won two plus Rumbles. Hogan. Michaels, Austin, Triple H, Cena, Orton, Batista, and Edge. So that second list I gave you is a who's who of wrestling. Um, It is, I, I think, the people that I just listed would be contained on most people's wrestling Mount Rushmore's. So, that being said, the difference between winning one Royal Rumble and two, I think, goes without saying. You win a second Royal Rumble, you are forever edged in history as one of the greatest of all time. Uh, and, and I 100% edge, do believe that Edge does deserve it. So, um, I, I, as much as I would love them to do... To see him versus the NXT champion, I don't think that's going to happen, and that's okay. Uh, I'm I'm all for them teasing it until you know March or so until he actually makes his decision. It's probably going to be Roman. Uh, it may be McIntyre, but it's probably going to be Roman. Um, as far as a young up and comer winning this year, Ransom. I look at the list of guys in there, and nothing jumps out at me. Maybe Big E, but you know what? Like he's in, in a, he's in, in, a, in a, uh, he's in the Intercontinental Championship chase. Uh, Damian Priest would have been neat because it was his first time on the main roster. That would have been interesting. Uh, Daniel Bryan I think could have served well. Um, maybe AJ Styles, but that's it. You know, uh, I, I there there aren't a lot of other talents I look at on the, the the people who were in the rumble and go, oh, they definitely should have won. You know, so I at this point at at this particular moment in history, I think it was Edge's time, and and I'm right there with you, brother. Like I, I believe that them putting these old men over the young guys is going to be a, a big problem down the line, but. In this particular instance, I think the guy who won was going to be a legacy guy anyway. Your Daniel Bryan, your AJ Styles, or your Edge's—I don't think that it was ever going to be, you know, a young upstart. So I, I, I have no problem with this. And like I said, to me, this just moves him to the next highest echelon of legends, and uh, which is right where he belongs to be. Plus, let's not forget that. He lost several years of his career as an active competitor due to injury. Uh, and he had to retire way earlier than, than he should have. So when you throw all of that into the blender, I think that this mixes well and, 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 and is a perfect time to, uh, to, to to bring Edge off the shelf and give him the honor.
2: So, all right, going off of that, uh, I, I'm not going to you know get into an argument here because you also made – Uh, Very salient points uh, that I really can't, really can't logically argue with. Are you anticipating, hoping for, seeing what, so let's, let's take what we hope out of the mix and what we anticipate as being best for business and put that in the mix. Is it best for business for Edge to win the title from whoever he faces? Or is it best for business for Edge to do the favor for any of the three, let's say, younger guys who currently hold their belt? What's, what's best for business in this scenario?
3: Well, and, and I think we need to define that. You know, That's is best tough. for business the now or is best for business the long term? If we're talking, I mean, because realistically, again, WrestleMania is going to be, and, and I just read something uh, that said that WWE is not expecting a an, another ticketed event until uh, the second or the, the the second half of 2021. So, like WrestleMania is the big one, man. Like they're 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 putting butts in seats. They're gonna have probably two three thousand people, maybe more. Um, in or I'm sorry, uh, 30,000, Excuse me. I don't know. I I don't know the numbers. Anyway, they're going to have a lot of people there. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be electric. It's going to be exciting. So, best for business now? Yeah, I think is Edge winning the title. Having those people come unglued to see, you know, a guy who, again, uh, with all fairness, really kind of traded the title back and forth to Cena a lot. And... um, he had a couple decent runs as world champion, but as WWE champion, he, he it, it was really like back and forth with him and Cena a, a bit. So I, I, you know, best for business, I think in the short term, yeah, uh, you know, give him the belt, give the people you got to give the people what they want. Long term, I mean, I, I don't think it hurts McIntyre to lose his head to the title to Edge. Uh, I think it would hurt Roman if, if, if we're being completely honest. Yeah, it could. and uh, you know, I, I think I think the Balor and Edge. I think I think if Edge edges out Balor, if assuming Balor still has it, I think that that would be an interesting proposal. I think I think that'd be okay too. I think,
0: <clears throat> I think, if Balor beat Edge, it wouldn't do. I don't think it would really give Balor that much of a bump in nope, his agreed. legitimacy. It would it would it would give him a little bit. It's like, oh, Balor beat a legend. But you know, he's done so much and people know how good he is. To have him win wouldn't really give him that big of a bump. The only way you could do is if they wanted to push Balor Ooh. really as a heel, he could like brutalize Edge. Like brutalize mm-hmm. him and say and say it played off like it was no challenge for me to beat up an old man, an old hurt man. He could do that if they really wanted to heal Balor up. It, you know, so that way could be good if he won. And I think that would give him a more sizable bump. But having him lose to Edge wouldn't be that big of a deal because I think it would give a huge rub to Karrion Cross if Karrion Cross beat Edge. Like have have Edge take Balor to the limit, have Edge win that belt, and be like, I beat one of the best young talents, have Karrion Cross come out and wipe the floor with him.
3: Wipe and the floor wish, with him. I wish there, were, there were, that there was a the Money in the Bank or equivalent for NXT where that could happen, where Edge would, 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 would beat Balor in a classic and then have Karrion Cross come out immediately afterwards and just, yeah, just smear him all over the ring Not- and that be that. Not even after the match.
0: Like, have it be a completely separate thing. Like, have it be like Edge and him, like, build for a couple weeks. Have have them, you know, get one up on each other. But then have Karrion Cross just come out and wreck, just wreck shop. Three minutes. Wreck shop. Like, completely ruin Edge. And, like, you know, j- just to show how good Karrion Cross is. You know, because not only then is he did he beat a legend for the belt, and not only did he make it look easy, but in theory then,
3: it made him look more dominant than Balor. And it's unfortunate because Vince does not view NXT as a third brand. The only reason it got a rub at all last year at, in the Royal Rumble at Survivor Series is because of it being competition for AEW. Uh, AEW has roundly Beating them in ratings every single week, week in week out, like and most weeks it's it's by a couple hundred thousand. So Vince has cooled on that. Vince doesn't view NXT as a legit third brand like he views Raw and SmackDown. So I don't think we're gonna be seeing, and and I could be wrong, but but I as much as I'd love to see it, I don't think we're gonna see it. I think it's gonna be between Big Red and Big Blue, and and I really am re- leaning towards Roman Reigns. So getting to the back half of Ransom's question, best for business. If we're talking long term, edge beating Reigns at WrestleMania in the long term, one hundred percent is a terrible idea. Yeah, I agree with that. He he's built up Reigns. That is, has built up such um, annuity really in, in himself and in the character of the head of the table. He, yeah. he he's become a believable heel. A badass heel who doesn't like to get his hands dirty, but when he needs to get his hands dirty, he gets his hands dirty. And, and and uh, you know, I, I, I just don't think Edge is the guy to beat them, you know?
0: Well, I think it's also the fact that, like, how long—and let's point this out. I don't think we've said this enough. Seriously, how long have we all been saying—and when I say all, I mean literally wrestling fandom— Seriously, how long have we been saying just turn Roman heel? It'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and lo, lo oh, yeah. and behold, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know. Oh, yeah. I, 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 like, it's, I, I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. I think it's phenomenal. And, and I don't think, I think they know, especially with, Paul Heyman being with him. I think they know how much they have lightning in a bottle right now. I do. I really do. I I feel like they know what's going on. They know, like, they they just know. They just know what they have, and they don't want to ruin it. So I don't think Roman's going to lose. I don't think Edge is going to challenge Roman. And I don't think, even if he did challenge Roman, I don't think they're going to have Roman lose.
3: I do think he'll challenge Roman, but I don't think he's going to win. I think that this will be one of those rare years where the Rumble winner will not uh, convert said win into a title. Really? I, I, well, look, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what's going to
2: happen. I don't. I don't have any speculation on what's going to happen, but I agree that I think it would be a massive disservice to Roman Reigns to have him lose to Edge. And just like you said, We've been clamoring for such a long time for a Roman Reigns heel turn just as much as I think people had clamored for a John Cena heel turn and never, they never got it. We never got the John Cena heel turn. They teased it a few times. We never got it. Now they did it with Roman Reigns. And honestly, completely objective opinion here. Is that the right word? Yep. Yeah. Non-objective, objective. Whichever one. I, I could complain all day until I'm blue in the face about superhero, good guy, Roman Reigns. I was so sick of him. I really and truly have zero complaints about heel Roman Reigns. I, I think what, it, what they're doing with him is spot on. Yep. I have zero issues with him. And I, I think short term and long term. When it comes to Roman Reigns, I think having him lose to Edge is, is bad. I, even short term, I think it's bad. Because spending all this time building up the heel Roman Reigns, if he loses to Edge, even I truly believe, even if he wins it back at the next pay-per-view network special, whatever they call him these days, even if he wins it right back, I still feel like it's almost pushing that reset button on Roman Reigns. Like you have taken all your opponents to the limit. All these young guys who are in their prime, taking them all to the limit. You lose to Edge. Again, nothing against Edge. He looks phenomenal. Yeah. Dude is cut. <clears throat> but you have him lose to Edge, even if he wins it back a month later. I feel like you're almost pushing that reset button and you're going to have to start building him up as a legitimate badass, head of the table, bad guy. It's not, I don't think it's going to go well uh, if they have Roman lose to Edge. I think it would do a lot for Roman to have him win against Edge. Edge giving Roman Reigns that rub, I think that does a lot. That's just another notch under the belt of Roman Reigns where he can say, hey, not only did I beat a legend, not only did I beat a Hall of Famer, I beat one of those few who have two-plus Rumble wins. There's a lot of bragging rights that you can give to Roman Reigns for having him beat Edge now. McIntyre, I don't know. I, I don't, at this point, I don't know what helps or hurts Drew McIntyre. I don't know if anything can help or hurt him. I feel like he's in that position to where it's like, all right, no matter who he beats,
3: eh, who cares? If he loses, eh, who cares? Here's the thing with McIntyre. I think they should not have had him lose that belt to Randy Orton, only to win it back like three weeks later. I think that was a huge misstep. Um, Had that not happened, I would say that McIntyre could probably eat a pin from Edge. <clears throat> but given that it has happened, uh, I, I, I I don't think that that would look good. Realistically, the only one that I'm buying, Edge beaten is Balor. And that's after, like, a, a 25-minute classic match, like, where they've exhausted everything. And, like, Edge has to pull out, like, the downward spiral or some shit out of fuck, or the education. Like... You know, the, like um, or the um, his the, the the leg lock he uses, basically something like out of left field, or even like a fucking small package. You know, something that that that, that neither of them showing that they are both game competitors, and and that it just it just caught them by that much.
2: Yeah, not the uh, typical like spear one two three win.
3: Great, exactly, exactly. So realistically, that's the only way I can see that going. I I, I do think that this is. Yeah, it's such a weird time because we know that it's going to be a crowd at WrestleMania. We know that they're going to want to have that crowd hot. And we know that Edge winning is going to do that. But at the same time, if if you have him lose, you can't, you cannot, I don't care if it's on night one or night two. You can't have Edge losing close the show. So then you put that either Barry in the middle of the card or have to start the card off by him losing, which would be fine. But then you're, you know, basically doing what they were doing with the Rumble like five years ago and saying that, oh, yeah, you won the Rumble. Great job. But you don't get the main event WrestleMania. You're going to be in the middle of the card or at the beginning of the card, you know? So the Rumble win
2: should be what closes off the entire show. If it's two nights, it should be closing out night two. Like it should be the be all and all
3: main event. Yeah, I think it depends on the situation. Honestly, I think it depends because, like I said, in this situation with Edge winning, and so that's and that's. I think it's kind of where your point lies, uh, realistically. Ransom is that they're, they're they're kind of in a Mexican standoff with themselves now, uh, or is that politically incorrect? They're kind of in well, a standoff. As WWE with is want to do <laughs> like because now, yes, they either have Edge win. And have one of your current champions that probably doesn't need to look weak look weaker, uh, or you have Edge lose and you devalue the Rumble, or, or if, you, if you if if it's at the end of the show, you send the fans at the first tele you know, the first like ticketed event that you've had in over a year, you send the fans home on a sour note, or you put it in the middle slash beginning of the card and you devalue the Rumble win. So, I mean it's almost kind of a lose 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 it, it, you know realistically I've said it like nine times I'm sorry the probably the best way to go would be to have him face Balor and just narrowly defeat him um just by the fucking like the ater as they say um Kuntale, just, just barely I think the that's door. the best way to go,
2: so I have to I have to maybe try to throw a wrench in that plan here, Beef. Just going kind of off of what you had said previously, where Vince doesn't see NXT as a third brand, Mm -hmm. is Vince going to make that decision to say, "Okay, this dude won the Royal Rumble. This is going to be the main event. Like, this guy gets to pick his champion that he faces, my royal rumble winner if there are no nxt matches at mania are they going to have the royal rumble winner choose to face the nxt champion at the at wrestlemania when vince clearly doesn't see nxt as a third brand he sees it as an inferior brand to big red and big blue Like, is he going to put the gold brand belt in one of the, let's say, one of the main event matches at his flagship pay-per-view, the show of shows? Very doubtful.
3: It's it's very doubtful.
2: Like, I feel like after all we have said, that it's illogical to go down the path of Vince is going to say, Edge, the Hall of Famer, the two-time Rumble winner, the legend the man who has made his miraculous glorious return Shawn michaels 2.0 coming back from a career-ending injury is going to put what is likely his last royal rumble win in the boat of facing the nxt champion at wrestlemania i i would be stymied if he allowed that to happen What, what in our minds is that best for business yeah but in the old man's mind, where Big Red and Big Blue rule the roost, is that legitimately, realistically going to happen? I struggle to find that scenario where that happens.
0: So... What are you scritching over there? I hear scritch uh, scratching.
3: No, I'm I'm putting some lotion on my his hand. Scratching his fanny. It, it rubs the lotion on his skin. Or else uh, it gets oh. the
0: mania again.
3: I Further. believe... That Edge is probably going to win one of the two big titles of WrestleMania. Uh, oh. Best case scenario, I think he wins the WWE title from McIntyre. Yep. yep. McIntyre That's, is at least yeah. a little bit of a of, of an easier climb back. You're right, though. If 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 he beats Reigns for the Universal title, it's over. Like Reigns, or Reigns will have to start from square fucking one, and uh, build his brand back up. Just feel um, like it delegitimizes de- de- him as the head of the table. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, well, no. And 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 I think so. The story. I, I, I'm not going to quite close the book on Vince McMahon and NXT just yet, because uh, new shit has come to light. Wow. Um, pivoting ever so slightly, Pavotting, but ever so gloriously, if you will. Uh, I- the. The business is uh, is starting to pick up, in the words of Jim Ross. Yo, um, so big news. Last night at the end of AEW Beach Blast, Beach Break, Beach, Beach, Beach Blast, Beach Break, Beach. Blast. Ah, Mountain Duty uh, new Break. flavor,
0: Beach
2: Blast.
3: I have to stop you.
2: Put your memory pin in your speech. Because the beers, nope, that's me, the best damn defending chooserweight champ there ever was, the man who has vanquished the dragon that is beef the legend of the Royal Rumble, he's arrived. Tiger bomb Tom still has that glorious CDG did jibble jabber try again still has that CGD belt around his waist the man who has single-handedly been responsible for beast going to bed royal rumble night having nothing to clutch but his own regret ladies and gentlemen The champ
1: is here. (laughs) Thank you for that wonderful intro. I'll set for an intro. Where is it? That is the. Best damn advocate ever, Alec Ransom. Thank you for that for livening my spirits. It only better took... advocate than I am a champion. Damn it! T- I'll tell you what. Literally, I I sent the message right before I came in, and I said, "Please liven my spirits," and you managed to do that in thirty seconds.
0: I Thank want you. it noted though that you won effectively on a double countout.
1: Listen, Poot. I'm I gonna want tell that you noted. Th- I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you the same thing you told me whenever I said. Yeah, you know what? I tied you. said, well, you swung for the fences, but you came up just a little bit too short. Try again next time.
0: I didn't say those words to you. I said a win is a win, whether an inch or a mile. Get your facts together, champ.
1: Maybe maybe win by a better margin
0: next time. Champ. Also red, Also, red also uh, all, well, you're not getting that compliment now. I was going to say congratulations, <laughs> Champ. You that was a that was a feat because both but You still said it. Beef was You still said it. <laughs> man. I uh, man, b- Ransom and smaller thinner Ransom are really getting on our case tonight. Um the uh you no, like Tom, honestly, that was a win because like you caught man the end of that rumble was the thing that clinched it for you.
1: it really did. That was the only thing that saved me was those, was those final fours. Oh. I'll tell you what. That 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 effectively that effectively uh pulled my ass out of the fucking effectively. effectively. I <laughs> Listen. I'm flustered. I'm coming in with with lots of salt. It was a, such a good day until about like mm, like 45 minutes ago and I'm coming in with like all the salt all coming in at once it wasn't like anything throughout the day it's just all at once
3: well and i'm trying
1: well, to and i'm trying to zen myself out so
3: yeah man anyway. well good things are on the horizon uh, they I, are. I, de- they are. I i i i pivot and i and i and i continue undeterred uh but yes welcome and congratulations champ uh big news you, Big You're things deterred. are on the horizon at the end of <laughs> the third. a W Dynamite last night we saw a wonderful six-man tag match featuring John Moxley the bastard Pac and uh, Phoenix versus Kenny Omega and the uh, Good Brothers. Uh, great match, Mother awesome uh, uh, finish. And at the end, um, the uh, an assailant came from the crowd and uh, took down John Moxley with a go to sleep. Uh, that's assailant being none other than Kenta. Kenta, who may, so whom some of you may know as Hideo Itami from NXT, has returned to his Japanese roots uh, and signed with New Japan a couple of years ago. I say this because, as reported by Pappy Dave... Uh, Pappy Dave? Uncle Dave? Uncle Dave? What? The, the, Uncle Dave, Pappy Meltzer. Dave. <laughs> the, the Dave Meltzer. The Dave Meltzer... He is saying that the deal is done, that AEW and New Japan are in bed, which is absolutely, oh my gosh. absolutely the best thing I've heard. So, yo, let's
1: let's, 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 hey guys,
0: let's do a. We need yes. yes, 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 oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes.
2: Oh, yes. 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 Oh. yes. Rabble, I, rabble. I, well, think, I have to ask you, Beef, real quick, yeah. before you keep going. How many does that make now? Who, who is all
3: in collabs now? With well, AEW? Uh Tony Khan continues to collect uh, the uh, the Infinity Stones for the Gauntlet that he's making, as he has uh, NWA <laughs> with the usage of uh, of their women's champion, uh, formerly um, Thunder Rosa, now. Um, Oh, God, I'm blanking on her name. Oh,
1: shit. Uh, no, she's still Thunder Rosa.
3: No, no. no what are, NWA you, Ch- are you talking about the NWA uh, champion? About champion? Oh, um, uh,
1: Serena Deeb. Yeah. Serena Deeb, thank you. Good job. Well, no, no, no. no. And, I, I thought you meant, like, formally as, like, a name change. It's like, oh, no, no, she's no, still no, Thunder no, no, Rosa. No, no, no. I was like, what? So
3: they no <laughs> work with NWA with those folks. Uh, and also um uh, Ricky Starks uh but he's he's officially ended uh, AEW Yeah, no, anyway, Rick, yeah Ricky um, Starks
1: has been officially signed with AEW and, for a while. But
3: he came from in, from from, from right. the Oh no, yeah, he did. Um, he did. So there's that uh Triple A which they've had affiliations with since the brand started. Uh, Kenny Omega has been the uh Triple A Grand Champion for some time and they actually defended the pentagon and phoenix actually defended the triple a tag team titles at one of the events for AEW a while back
1: that was actually like one of the first that that was actually uh all out their very I think first, the first one it, right? yeah
3: yep. yep and um then we have
1: wasn't it wasn't it a, wasn't it a um again, the let let it escalera back. escalera de la muerta yep yeah
3: sure was That was a yep. great match too uh then we have impact obviously uh still going with our buddy don Callis, and now uh, i think the uh the true gem in the cap, and I think that this is the one that everybody's been waiting on: New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, yeah, dude. Um, so that's five, yeah, yeah. right? That's five, including AEW. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um. Cool. So uh, let's. Uh, uh, so first and foremost, uh, this is one of those things where it feels like the paperwork's got to go through, and you know we're gonna we're gonna be waiting because I mean obviously. Uh, getting talents from Japan to America and from America to Japan is still kind of dicey right now. So hopefully, that's going to be changing in the coming months. But bottom line is, according, again, according to Dave Meltzer, there's a deal in place. Obviously, Kenta appearing last night, and he's in the main event next week with Kenny Omega, tagging with Kenny Omega. Fuck. uh against Against um, Moxley and... Um, Pack? Pac? Yeah, I think it's pack. Oh, no, 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 Archer! It's Archer. Oh, it, oh, yeah, Archer. yeah, yeah, because Archer came um, out
0: and did the jiggery pokery. Yep.
3: So. Yeah. Um, jiggery pokery, and the whole time, like Tomatonga has been running his Twitter mouth for about three months now, oh, uh, talking yeah, he about is. how lame this Bullet Club revival is, talk about how they're not the true Bullet Club, uh, and everything else. I am excited. Whenever the Tongans show up in AEW, because they're going to really stir some shit.
0: There's so um, much. There's so much. Like, there's so much fantasy booking that is. Yep. H- here's the thing. It's fantasy booking because it hasn't happened yet. But we could sit here and, and just throw up bookings that are have strong odds of actually happening.
3: Mm-hmm. And in another New Japan news, they actually signed a television deal to uh, the Roku channel, uh, if you have Roku. Uh, they have a weekly sh- a show now, uh, and somebody commented today and said that they saw the Kenta beat down of Moxley on New Japan World last night. So, yeah, it, 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 wow. it just, yeah things are afoot, and that oh, nice. is why I think Vinnie Mack May start to really look at NXT again and think of maybe if they're, you know, maybe if they do deserve a shot at the big time again. Dude. Because um, uh, last night's ratings are in, and I, uh, AEW a, 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 had like 880,000, NXT had about 640. Um, AEW oh is continuing to climb that mountain, man. And I'm telling you, if, with NJPW in the fold, or or the the, the hints of it, you know, just, just the fact that, you know, oh, God, you know, could the Gorillas of Destiny show up? Could, you know, Ibushi show up? Could Okada show up? Could fucking oh Shingo? God. Could Minoru could Evo... mother fucking Suzuki show up? Oh. Who knows? Like, with, with all of that hanging mm. over it, already layering on the fact that they have Sting. And they're giving him a, 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 a big match coming up at the next pay-per-view. Already on top of the fact that they have the two best tag teams on the planet, and uh, FTR and the Young Bucks, now you bring in the good brothers from Impact, on top of having the best wrestler in the world, uh, Kenny Omega, and probably the hottest commodity in John Moxley. I mean, this is a big fucking deal. It, it, and... I, I I mean I, I I gotta believe that whenever that shit happened, went down last night, that Vinny Mack friends were probably rewriting some scripts. Dude, I the thing is, I I don't know if
0: WWE has the ability oh, oh. and the credibility anymore to compete with a tour de force, a a, a coalition, a cabal of Ooh. the other top wrestling. Uh, organizations putting their powers together to create interesting, fun, unique, and enter- like amazing matches and storylines. Especially, they're not gonna, I, I don't see them ever coming together into one organization um, like formally, but it's definitely no. like, like now, randomly, you could see, uh, you could see Pac going over to uh, New Japan. You yeah. could see Moose come over to AEW. You could see like it. it just goes on and on and on and Our on. Possibilities are damn near endless. Uh, oh yeah. Especially if oh Pac uh, or, or Pac versus um uh uh Will Ospreay.
1: Oh man! Like
0: come on, like that. That's Pac, the th- Pac
1: versus Abushi.
0: Dude, uh, what did you say? Beef Moxley versus um uh. Suzuki Suzuki
3: or Lance Archer versus uh, 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 Minoru Suzuki. Like fucking pallet. That son of a bitch. Shingo, Shingo Takagi versus Lance Archer. Like there are so many dudes. And weren't they,
1: weren't they also saying that Kenta has the ability to challenge, um, yeah. or whatever well, he's challenging to, John Moxley has the um, United States title still over in NJW or well, uh, and, in New Japan. Right.
0: And that's why Kenta, uh, they pointed that out. They said, Kenta is yeah. the one with the briefcase. He's yeah, the one yeah. to challenge. You know what yep. I mean? Like, so
1: here's the, here's uh, the only, um, here's the one thing that would have uh, that, that now, unfortunately I had it, I had it spoiled for me because of damn social media um, beforehand, but like, you know, knowing that something big would happen last night, like, like all I saw while I was um, while I was streaming last night, I saw the messenger bubble and I saw Beef say, "Holy fuck, holy fuck, the end of AEW, holy fuck." I'm like, "Oh boy." Um, so you know, I knew we were in for something special, but yo.
2: The one. My guess the, was the Moncho Man
1: was coming back to face Sting.
3: <laughs> the Ghost of Macho Man.
1: <laughs> Abdullah the, some, no, no Abdullah the Butcher was coming back. Uh, oh yeah, that's, that's your yeah, Millionaire
3: uh, Ted booking right there, brother.
1: But um, now uh-huh. the only the only thing the only thing this and this is like this is like absolute uh, like nonsensical nitpicking. The only thing that they could have done better was have uh, Kenta hit the go to sleep before he unmasked himself to like kind of build the suspense and like maybe you thought like once he hit the go to sleep maybe you would have thought like oh my god is this M punk is it kenta which one oh, there, is it? there you know, go you know what oh, I mean boy. like dude that's the only that's my only like constructive criticism but I mean like I'm not saying it was bad at all. I'm just saying like you're taking something at like an A and making it an A plus plus you know what I mean like the, the, that that would have been awesome. The thing that I'll throw
0: out uh the one thing I did notice since we're since we're throwing out little nitpicky stuff Kenta yeah. threw out the go to sleep. And uh, first of all, I want to buy that shirt. I want to buy the the go to sleep yeah. club shirt. I want that. Yep. Second of yep. all, um, the go to sleep. When I saw it, I was like, ooh, that was sloppy. But then I watched it again and I looked at it and people were saying, oh, Kenta's not tall enough to pull that kind of stuff. Kenta's not that. I don't think it was Kenta's fault that it wasn't the cleanest GTS ever. I think that was Moxley's bad.
1: Yeah, I think I think whoever's receiving it has got to you know be able to. You got to commit to it, like.
3: And, yeah. And, and Motley had just been through a thirty-minute match. Yeah. I mean, I think the one of the worst go-to sleeps I've ever seen was in the one Royal Rumble uh, where Triple H took it from Punk. Like it just looked like the drizzlingest of shits, and I'm like, nah, come on, there was,
1: H. There, there was one I can't, and I, I want to say it was within recent memory, like within the last year or so, and I think it. I don't remember if it was WWE or AEW, but I but one of the female wrestlers went to hit a go to sleep, and it it just looked.
3: Just oh, uh, looked bad. Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai. Yeah, does, you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. She hit it. She went to hit it on somebody, and it was it, it was it was that way too. But now I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this partnership. Like, I mean, we already knew that, like. Like because the because John Moxley is the uh United States champ over there in uh New Japan. Um did he did he lose it and regain it back or his has yes. he had it? Uh,
3: he, okay. was, he, he, he was stripped of it because uh back whenever all the wrestlers were trapped uh in, in, in Saudi yeah. Arabia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh he had a commitment that same time like that I, I think it was like a two-week thing or whatever. Okay. The, anyway, he was stuck in the United States and couldn't defend it, so they stripped him of it. But they let him keep it during the pandemic. I don't know. New Japan's weird. Okay,
1: gotcha. Hey, I, I, don't
4: have a, a,
2: I have a serious question. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, boy. So, going off of all of this, I guess it's a two-parter, really. Alright. First one is, do you think that this is enough to make Vince and the powers-to-be Bruce Pritchard and whoever else is back there jerking off the old man. Giggity. Gross. Is this enough to make Vince finally go, Uh-oh. That, oh, wait, uh oh, uh, oh dear. I either have to elevate NXT to a legit third brand or I got to start getting involved in other promotions potentially to jump, to be that bandwagon jumper and jump on board the, the crossover bandwagon. I think... That's part one. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, done.
0: sorry, sorry, sorry. He's part one. not finished. All right, shut up, no, I'm not
2: finished. I'm going to pull a beef. I'm not finished. <laughs> uh, part
0: two Love you,
1: is... Love you, Tom. too.
2: If uh-oh. Vince sits up and goes, uh-oh, I, I got to start bandwagon jumping here. If that happens, do you think Vince goes after a deal... With Ring of Honor? Or do you think Tony Khan goes for the completion of the Infinity Gauntlet and tries to swing a deal with Ring of Honor as well to snag them up into this? And I love the way that Pooh said it. This cabal of promotions that are interweaving with each other. All right, let me go first. Ready, steady, go.
0: Let me me go first because I feel like my answer is going to be the shortest. No, I don't think it will make – Vince go rutro raggy I think because his his arrogance knows no bounds I I truly well, in your yeah. arrogance I really be, I really believe that I really yeah. believe yeah. that his arrogance knows absolutely no bounds Um so I I really don't I don't think it's going to make a difference to Vince uh at all Um uh and number 2 I think because of the roster and because uh there, there's so many personal relationships already there between AEW and Roe. I, I I honestly think that and, and the reputation of WWE and how they've treated talents is so poor. I mean, just look at Solomon Crow. Way. Um, I I think there's enough there that Roe would want to work with AEW more so than WWE. Um so I think the Infinity Gauntlet will get completed, and I think Vince oh. McMahon will stand there and go, we're WWE, we can't be defeated in his arrogance.
1: I, I, I got to agree with Poot on that. And I don't know if it's, it, it's I'm, I'm going to say it's like 80-20. It's 80% arrogance and 20% um stubbornness, or just thinking like, well, you know what? We've been doing it for this long, and we must be doing something right because we're still the freaking you know, uh, global name when it comes to pro wrestling. Um, I, I think it's one of those things that, you know, they're going to be stuck in their ways, um, for better or for worse. I, I hope it's enough of a wake up call for Vince to go like, all right, you know, like we, we might need to do something, but I, you know, call it, call it arrogance or calling it just, you know, stay in the course for, they've been doing it for, you know, how long, I I don't know that he Vince is going to feel like he needs to hit the panic button, um, and and it very well could come back to bite him in the ass. So I mean, like you, you know, you obviously don't want to be knee jerky, um, but a- at the same time, you you really have to you have to be mindful of what's going on around you, and if if you know if Tony Khan and, and AEW are doing all these cross promotion relations and stuff like that, and really just you know doing doing the best that, the best thing for fans, giving all giving them all these fantasy bookings and working it in a way that still makes business sense. then I mean, you, you gotta look at what you're doing and saying, okay, like how can we do as well, if not better than this? What do we need to do to better ourselves? Because you should never you should never settle. You should always be striving to you know do more and not you know not in the sense strive that you, the you're your own worst yeah strive for the highest <laughs> you should, not you just shouldn't i mean like you shouldn't be so yeah. self-critical should be so self-critical that you're crippling yourself but you know you should all you should always push yourself and and i hope i hope vince and company push themselves and you know if they if they should really honestly they should take they should take kind of like an in-house thing and be like okay what's your biggest complaint what what, that's the talent like what do you think we could be doing better and i bet how many of them would say like we need to drop all these scripts like you know i mean shit like that little things make the tweaks you need to meet uh, that you need to make nobody's saying that it even even if wwe didn't go out and make any other cross post cross promotion relations think of how much better the product would be if it weren't so heavily scripted you know what i mean yeah now 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 on that note i will say and i and i mentioned it earlier today in our chat the one thing i'm really happy to see and i hope that they i hope that they are able to drag this out a little bit i love what they're doing with edge and having him be like I haven't made my decision yet but when when i do you'll know like you know he shows up on raw he talks to mcintyre i'm sure we'll see him on smackdown uh you know tomorrow night um as we're recording this thursday um seeing him on nxt last night and come out and you know uh, talk to talk to pete dunn and talk to finn Balor and you know basically both give them the rub and give them uh you know put them over saying you know like He's like, I see that fire in your guys' eyes, and it it inspired me, you know, and and I loved I loved whenever Pete I I love whenever Pete Dunne shrugged his shoulders, you know you know that's this is one of those moments where Edge is just a true master of the craft and a a truly a great worker both in the ring and on the mic. Pete Dunne shrugs his shoulders to go like, eh, like I don't need your compliments, and Edge is like, yeah, ten years ago I would have done the same thing, kid. I would have shrugged my shoulders too. And i was like oh shit <laughs> and uh and then at the very end of the show like seeing you know seeing uh carrying cross run across the edge i'm like oh god i'm like oh, just all the fantasy booking starts happening and get all the fucking fantasy booking boners in the, in the world and i'm like like they they need to, they need to they need to be smart about this and really be careful about Uh-oh. who they're gonna book edge against so, so-
2: um, so I'm really interested to hear your take yeah. on the uh, on the, yep. the you know WWE branching out,
3: or does Tony Khan complete the gauntlet? So the answer is no. Oh, uh, to which? one? It, yes. Oh. Uh, to both. Um, so as far as WWE goes, um, I think it's on their radar. I, I think Radio. that they believe that it could be a problem down the line. But I think that, and Triple H will point this out, because he's far more eloquent than Vince is anymore. But he'll say that they're working with Evolve. And he'll say, well, you know, we're already doing it. You know, we're, we're bringing people in from Evolve. You know, look at Austin Theory. We're, you know, um, working with all those major labels over in the UK to bring talent over to NXT UK. You know, we're, we're, we're already moving and shaking in, in India. So, you know, we're, we're, we're already doing that. So they're they're going to point to the fact that they were doing it first. Whatever. Yes, I guess technically they were, but that's only because they've been stealing talent, not talent sharing.
2: Yeah, they're farming. They're not right. they're not sharing. Exactly. And,
1: and, and there's a big fucking difference between evolve and new japan pro wrestling.
3: Agreed. And they've yeah. been doing mm-hmm. it
0: they've been doing it strictly to make themselves look good versus going, "Hey, this is going to
3: make an interesting product."
0: And yeah, have, exactly.
3: I'm, I'm going to put a pin in that for a minute. I'm going to come back around to that point. But my second point is that right now, Ring of Honor couldn't get much lower than it is. Whoa. This is not your Ring of Honor that had Samoa Joe and Cesaro and, and, and uh, Chris Hero and CM Punk, you know, Daniel Bryan. This is not that. Uh, they're not quite as impressive uh, to be to be friendly. Uh, do they still have some talent? Yeah, you know, um, uh, Jonathan Gresham's a hell of a talent. Uh, Jay Lethal's one of the best in the world for sure. Bennett's they, back there. Who
1: Mike Bennett? I think he's M- back Bennett,
3: there. Yep, uh, ta- Tavern. So, I mean, they, they got some talent, but uh, I, I don't think that it would be near the level of you know, New Japan or even at this point, Impact. Wow. So, uh, I, I don't think I, I don't think Tony Khan has any interest in them because he's really not wrong. And and it's it's business, you know, like like you said about that. Poot like WWE is in business for themselves. They're not out there trying to make evolve look good. Like yes, they've lent some talent to them, but the talent that they've lent back to the evolve shows always go over. So WWE still looks good. Right. Um This is uncharted waters. Because it's not like it's a spider web where they can all move freely about the cabin. This is AEW and Impact and AEW and NWA and AEW and AAA and AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling.
4: Oh. As far
3: as I understand it, this is like separate deals. All So AEW is basically the nexus of it, but it's all around.
1: They're the core. So,
3: no. That being said, <laughs> the off. other thing you're going to look at here is that AEW does not have the clout that Vince McMahon and WWE go to where they go, okay, our guys go over. Uh, with Impact, it makes sense. Impact uh, doesn't have the ratings that AEW does. So it makes sense for Impact to go, okay, you know what? We'll let you bring your guys over when some of our belts we will lend you some of our guys to your shows and maybe you'll help our ratings. That that makes sense. Um with uh you know AAA it's 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 a different playing field. You know, again, like the, the benefit is getting their name out there. Even uh, NWA same thing. Like NWA is a prestigious organization. They've been around for a long time, but they've also been out of the public eye for a long time. So this is helping get them back, you know, to the echelon they want to. New Japan, however, is a horse of a different color. They are a viable asset, definitely in Japan, and they have a growing fan base in America, as evidenced by AEW, uh, five guys who were New Japan. So I I think that the booking is going to be very interesting between the two shows because New Japan is very guarded with their talent. Um, Jado and Gato have their ways set. They know what they're going to do probably about a year ahead of time and they're very protective of, of, of how the talent is treated. So it's I I think it's going to be a very interesting feeling out process. But at the end of the day, I think that we're all gonna win because of it.
2: Yeah, for um, sure. For sure. What were you gonna say about the evolved thing that you put a pit in?
3: that no that that's what i was just about about about, uh poot Poot saying that wwe wasn't talent sharing they were talent stealing like this is a talent share so the booking is going to be intriguing like i said with impact nwa and um triple a it makes sense for aew to be you know blaring them you know be saying hey look who we're pulling from these organizations and that's their benefit new japan doesn't need that so i think that the the talent share with aew and new japan is going to be more equal parts than we've seen previously
1: Two Got questions. It. Two questions. Since I was uh, late to the party here, in which in which I will normally be, anyways. That's that's just that's just how my schedule is going to be. Um, did we already uh, talk anything uh, Royal Rumble wise or no? Yes. Okay. Cool. All right.
3: Did you, uh, you have any? Do you have any strong feelings that you'd like to talk about?
1: Um. No. I just just besides the fact that I thought it was really really good. Like I would definitely give it like a solid A. Overall, like I had very little, I had very little comp- to complain about with the whole Royal Rumble, other than the fact of like, um, I, I know the biggest, the biggest thing anybody will probably critique or bitch about with the Royal Rumble was the whole handcuff spot in the Last Man Standing match. And you know, we
3: did not talk about that, and that goes to the benefit watch. that that goes to the benefit of how good the two Royal Rumbles were. Yeah. That like something that hideously awful happens. That's a terrible look. And we don't even mention it because we're yeah. rubbers were that well,
1: I mean, I, and I was, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to busted open. I was listening to bully Ray and them talk about it. And, you know, bully said, he's like, one of those things, like you, you know, if you're really, truly a fan of, uh, of, of pro wrestling stuff, you know, you gotta be able to understand something like that happens in the heat of the moment you know, you're not thinking like, what, like, what do we do? Like, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like you, you didn't have time to think of like what to do. The, the only, the only thing would have been like, the only thing that they really could have done better would have been had to have like Paul Heyman, just get up and sock the, you know, the second referee because like just having the referee stop counting was like, uh, what the fuck just happened, you know? i feel like
2: they did they chose the worst option that they yeah. could have
1: chosen by
2: just yeah. having that ref go six uh yeah and then like look, move uh, him out of
1: move him out of camera and then just stop like i get it it's, I, It it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way um you know but i i i guess my point is is don't let that take away from how awesome like the other ninety nine point nine percent of the match was, you know, what I mean, no, no. and I don't think we did, because
2: yeah. like I said, we we didn't even touch on that.
1: Oh but, yeah, no, I mean, it was it was a hell of a match from from you know start to that point.
0: Well, the other um, thing, the other thing, and re- really quick, Tom, I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but like it it it's the it, you know a lot of people will put that on the referee and everything, but the referee has someone in his ear telling him what to do. Exactly, there's there's something that is. Like, literally in that match, aside from an injury, worst-case scenario happened. Like, that was the exactly. worst-case scenario. So they you were know. handling it on the fly, which is always hard when you have to improv. But let's not put just the impetus on the people backstage telling the ref what to do and the ref. Um, let's also put it on the performers. It was It was miscommunication across the board. It literally was yeah. just like the perfect storm of something to happen that went wrong, that no individual had a solution for in that moment, because, because, well, because like, you know, Paul Heyman could have done something, but he was trying to unlock it. He could have handed the key to Roman Reigns and said, Hey, make this work while I go handle this. Roman Reigns could have, you know, cued Heyman and told him what to do you know kevin owens could have come over and broken up what was going on with you know he could have put some boots to roman and then you know manhandled paul Heyman a little bit um to break up the count to cause a reason so like it's 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 a lot of things that yeah there were a lot of people who could have solved the problem and didn't so
1: yeah it was just one of those things and it's hindsight's always 2020 so you know If they find themselves in a situation, hopefully they can improve on that again. But I will say, to their credit, Corey Graves, as he always does, covers shit. Like, covers up so well on the commentary. Because he said, well, you know, technically Roman got to a squatting position. So technically, he was on his feet. Hey, you know what? Like, that was their reasoning for covering. You know, that was the reason for stopping the count. That's the best they could do in that moment. All right, you know what? It happened. You can't change what happened. You know, so just I would say to anybody who hasn't watched it yet or anybody that did watch it, and if they really have to bellyache and bitch about that particular spot, don't let it take away from the other 99.9% of the match. Um, And then just the rest of the card in general was really good. I mean, I didn't see the pre show match, uh, the women's tag, I didn't see that. Um, It was okay. I, I would've I would have uh knowing knowing that um knowing that Lacey Evans, you know, cost Charlotte and uh Asuka their tag titles earlier on in the pre-show, I would have liked to seen more uh, you know more kafuffery and more dust up between the two of them in kefuffery. the rumble itself. Yeah. I would I would've liked to seen them, you know, shake it up a little bit more in the rumble with uh you know, between those two, but because it feels like they really didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't touch up a whole lot in the in the women's rumble match, but, um, but overall, I, I loved it. I was a real big fan of it. So that was uh, that was the only reason I asked if we had touched on that. My second thing, and I don't know if Beef touched on this since I walked in right in the middle of like this AEW talk. Did we talk about the Sinister Minister and those eyebrows on fleek? We did not. <laughs> wow.
3: I, hey, I, Real quick, I want to mention BT dubs. Do you guys know that they are legally married like Penelope and oh, um, yeah. Kepar? They uh, legit went to a courthouse, did the paperwork like two days prior. Yep. But they wanted their actual wedding ceremony to be on Dynamite. So that was a legit wedding.
0: Dude, how bad must you feel for Joey Janela? oh uh, i know boy, right? you like, can't get
3: crotch- you you cannot get kicked in a crotch harder like yeah. you sign on with this with with this great company and you're like oh man I'm, I'm i'm gonna be a big cog in it you got this smoking hot girlfriend and then everything just falls apart suddenly you're not being used at all on tv suddenly she's you- with the other guy that's on tv and you're like fuck what happened to my and life you find
1: yourself you find yourself in the corner with sunny kiss and you're just like I don't know what went wrong, dude. And
0: and the thing that yeah, like all that aside, <laughs> it's also you're being used as victory fodder for other people. And yep. I think yep. I think a lot of that might be. And by all accounts, Joey Janela, as talented as he is, apparently he is kind of like a lazy shit dick. Like <laughs> you know, and and no offense. You know, if this ever reaches Joey Janelle's ears, I love you, Joey. And I, I like his work and he's a great worker. He's like I said, he's highly talented. It's just from from all accounts, he he kinda is his gimmick. You know what I mean? He's he's you know, I I mean, what what was the one of the biggest news stories with him in recent memory was whenever he got into that little uh little tussle with uh uh old uh Uh, uh, Yeah, Enzo. I was trying to think of a funny thing for him, but you know what? Nah, Enzo just works. When he got in that tussle with Enzo, like, that was it. Like, and the other thing is, too, it wasn't like, yeah, Joey Janela, get him. It was like, wow, really? You're gonna? Okay. (laughs) And so, like, that's the problem is that, like, he is, he lives his gimmick, apparently. So, like, that's part of the problem. Like, I mean, maybe you need to kind of reinvent yourself. Maybe you need to take yourself more seriously, tone up a little bit. I don't know. Like, but but all those things, beef laid out, that is the kickinest in the dick that anyone's been kicked into the dick.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: But it
3: is good to see the sinister minister, still, the Sinister minister, if I could talk tonight, uh, yeah. doing well. Uh, I've I've always appreciated his gimmick. Uh, and and I loved uh, I think it was Excalibur and uh, Tony or or it may have, may have been Tony and Jr. I don't remember, but they were like, well, let's touch on this uh, this official in the ring uh, this this the sinister looking gentleman, and then the other one said, ah, oh, yes, you mean the minister in the ring? I was like, that's fucking clutch. Like that, yeah, was, that was yeah, that, that was, good. was good. That was stuff. good
0: dancing around. We lost yep.
3: ransom. We did. Oh, Rocker no. Raggy. We'll get him uh, back. We'll get him back. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get so, him back. Um, I was there. He just, is. Uh, so I think it is time for everybody's favorite portion of the show, <sighs> where we get to uh, dust off the old cleats and show that we still got it. Cleitoris, boys, boys, you ready for some stump the champs? Where's the Cleaterus? Cleats. <laughs> if you have to ask, <laughs> you'll never know. Uh, this is off the rails quickly. So we have a question from our boy. <laughs> The midcar maniac. Yeah, maniac. Maniac says, and there's no, there's no intro. This is wait, how I can wait, tell.
1: Wait, I just thought of something. Can we can, instead of calling him the maniac, can we call him the bastard pet?
0: oh i love it
2: (laughs) wow
0: (laughs) i love
3: it he is a bastard Bastard. (laughs) this is how i know that we have like drilled deep down into the maniac psyche and we're just starting to get to him because normally he starts off his his questions with a little like paragraph intro saying oh good job last time or Oh, so I hated so-and-so, or this, that is, nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's just a question this time. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no.
4: oh, man. Name
3: each person. Oh, boy. Name Here each person go. who was champion in WCW when Vince Russo stripped the ti- everyone of their titles. That, that That's six different championships. Good luck.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, fuck.
2: Um. When did he first go to WCW?
3: So Can we this... narrow down
2: a time frame?
3: So, this was at... I want to say it was a pay-per-view. And it was one of their new generation pay-per-views. So, it was like Greed or Sin or... Oh, um, oh boy. This might be the one. Um,
2: Bastion Booger.
3: (laughs) So, this would have been with the uh, new generation feel that WCW tried to do with, like, the fat chick thriller Mike Awesome, above average Mike Sanders, Sean O'Hare. All right, so. Notable champions of that time frame. I want to say that Hogan was one of them. Okay, now I think he was the world champion. I'm not 100% because that's what that's what started the whole uh foo bar thing that he was wearing on the back of his vest. Fuck you, Bishop, Bishop, and Russo.
1: Well, wasn't that also wasn't wouldn't that have also been what led (laughs) to the um um one of the finger pokes of doom or or, no, not the finger pokes. No, that was no, wouldn't that wouldn't that have been uh what led to him just laying down for Jarrett?
3: Nope, that was a different night altogether. This was like a complete reboot where they're like, all right, we, we're, we're rebooting now. Uh, fuck. Um, all right. Lance Storm was big in that day, and I know that he held a lot of the titles at the same time. The Cruiserweight Champion, Hardcore Championship, and the United States Championship. I'm not saying that he, that he was the champion when this happened, but I'm saying I know for a fact that he held those titles together at one point. Now, are you sure
0: this was a pay per view and not a Nitro? I thought it was on. I thought it was on a Nitro because didn't he call okay, the it, entire roster out there? It, it it could it
3: could well have been a Nitro. Like it the 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 championships could have culminated at one of those new pay per views, Greed or Sin or whatever the hell they are. Oh All right, injured. okay.
2: But the stripping
3: may have happened on a Nitro.
2: Yeah, okay.
3: I I really want to say that the old guard f- f- uh, yeah, factors in heavily. So I'm thinking that at least Hogan, maybe the Outsiders may have been champions. I could be wrong now, on that. Would the old guard have included Jarrett?
2: Because didn't Vince Russo and, and Jarrett's time there overlap whenever Jarrett was like the big champ in the NWO yes. 2000 or whatever? Yep. Yep, he was the one. chosen one. by by Russo.
1: Chosen yep. One. Uh,
2: well, I I
0: feel like at that time, I feel like one of the easiest ones to figure out might be the tag champions because wouldn't it have been like Chronic or the imp? Uh, what what were they called? The the impact, not the impact players. What were what were they called? The um that stable.
3: It, w- it was oh, like yeah um um yeah it was who i mentioned previously about the yeah, average mike sanders Ma, sean o'hare yeah what was that group um, called
0: those guys um natural born natural thrillers. born Thrillers. so i think That's it. natural born thrillers or Chronic. i don't
3: i see I, I don't think natural born thrillers have been tagged in champions yet because i think that russo was like Hey, here are all these new guys. Let's give them an even playing field. And I think that this is why that happened. So, Chronic may not be a bad choice on that. Because that, those are the only ones
0: I remember. Like, I don't remember WCW the way Ransom does. Like, I don't remember the old stuff. I remember when Nitro was super hot. Mm-hmm. And I also remember the Death
3: Rattle era. Like, well, and I think that this uh, is probably uh, just outside of Ransom's battle. purview. Yeah. I think that Ransom probably stopped caring about Nitro and WCW by the time that Russo showed up. If if I if I'm if I'm mistaken, feel free to tell me. But I bet that's probably the case.
2: I'm hazy around that area. I don't, okay. I don't think I was completely checked out, but hazy. We might be able to slip by on
1: this one. So so we're gonna so tentatively let's say. Hogan as the world champion.
3: Hogan or Booker T. I think I think it was definitely one of those two. I'm gonna say probably Hogan. I would have said
0: Booker T of the two. But that again, don't don't take my word for law. I just feel like wasn't like Well, that was whenever Hogan No, Hogan was Hogan around at that time? Yes.
3: Yep, because like I said, he came out with that like Plain black jacket that just or plain black vest that just had the big white letters F U B A R on the back, uh, and it was F U Bischoff and Russo. Oh,
1: so, so what? So, we need all the different champions, so there would have been world champion.
3: So the titles, yes. Let's let's figure out the titles first. Let T yeah. my... V title, cruiserweight Hold title. Hold on, let me write write this shit down. Take it easy. <laughs> Johnny McJumper over here. What all right, I so top You heard me. Top, top down. World championship. Yeah. huh. T V. Yep.
1: United uh, States. Y- yep. Uh
0: cruiserweight. Yep. Tag. Tag. Yep. Women's. Hardcore. Hardcore. Oh, oh! uh, Hardcore. Um. Uh. Ernest the
3: Cat Miller. Hold on, hold on. What? Because there was a women's champion, and.
1: But was it at that time frame? That
3: would be seven.
1: No, no. Because the well, the women's, the women's title. I feel like they, they just kind of like just that petered out. Remember, hold on, it petered out. Remember, this is one of the things that we kind of talked about. There wasn't
3: a women's title.
1: Hold on, hold on. Remember, whenever you and I had our uh, collar elbow tie-up episode, where we talked about you know uh, WCW during its heyday and Nitro versus the Attitude Era, which if nobody else has listened to already, go back and find that fucking gem of a discussion. The women's the women's title they literally did something with it like for a year, and then it was just like gone. That was it. They didn't do anything. So I'm gonna say the women's title was not a part of this that we need listed i'm gonna say the hardcore is would agree okay
0: i would say Ernest the cat miller for the hardcore because wasn't he in he he was deep in that he was
3: i man i i just feel like storm was holding the three belts at the time I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just because I I, I love that gimmick. Oh, gosh, I don't know, man. But
1: could it? But could it also make sense that maybe that was also a way to get those belts off of him without? That's having what a... I
3: was thinking. Is that and and that's. So here's so here's the question. We we know that the bastard Pat likes to have his his questions worded very specifically. Yes. Name each person who was champion in WCW when Vince Russo stripped the titles. There will be six different championships.
1: Yeah. That, that doesn't so he doesn't want the it's...
2: championships. He just wants the people.
3: Yep. Exactly.
1: So that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that, uh, that doesn't mean that there's six different people. So I'm, right. I'm inclined to believe beef on this and I'd be, and I'd be willing to stake my seat on it if, oh. if, uh, if Maniac dethrones one of us off the show for a week,
2: say say the question again, Beef.
3: Name. I gotta bring it back up. Name each person who was stripped. I'm sorry. Name each person who was champion in WCW when Vince Russo stripped everyone of their titles. There will be six different championships. Good luck.
2: So there could have been double champions.
1: Yep.
3: Or triple. I'll be honest, I have no fucking clue where the TV title would have fit in in any of this. At best, I can guess Hogan, Booker, or Nash for The World, Lance for The Three, and Outsiders are Chronic for The Tag Team. But the okay. television title, fuck all. I have no fucking clue.
1: Okay, so let's let's do this. What what three would have uh would Lance Storm have had? He would have had what? The
3: U.S. the cruiserweight and the hardcore.
1: Okay. Let's let's say that. Just because I fe- I I have a feeling, I have a feeling there's some trickery afoot.
3: Because the U.S. title was the Canadian title. The S- cruiserweight title was like the, you know, fifteen kilo title or whatever, and the hardcore was like the Saskatchewan hardcore title or some shit.
1: The Saskatchewan. The Saskatchewan spin. Um, the moss covered three. I can't even. I. I. You know what I'm. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah that. Armbar. Um, the Saskatchewan nerve hold. Armbar. Um, I. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say probably Lance Storm. Cause not saying that it's necessarily the Vince Vince Russo did this specifically targeting landstorm but it would have also been an easy out even like for whatever his reasoning wanting to reset everything just because fuck you and i can like that would have been an easy out there been like well that's one problem solved that's one less thing we don't have to worry about so and i feel like vince would have i feel like russo would have taken that that fucking easy way
3: and if I'm remembering correctly, Vince Russo was like an advocate of the natural born thrillers, so like he was in on all of those young guys um I keep thinking that it was O'Hare, but it wasn't O'Hare. I forget who Jindrak's partner was in n w c w but um or not not uh not 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 Jindrek, uh, O'Hare and somebody else in w c w but uh, I, I think he was, like, an advocate for them. So, like, yes, I, I think that you're right that getting those titles off of Lance was, like, a secondary thing. But I think the primary reason was to fuck with the world champion, who I got to believe, like I said, was either Hogan, Booker, or Nash. And, and again, I, I don't know why I'm leaning towards Hogan, but, but I just think that it, it may have been Hogan.
1: I'm I'm with you on that. I'm going to say Hogan for the world. The I'm gonna say Lance Storm having the uh, U.S. cruiserweight and hardcore.
3: I honestly and and, and and I like Poot's pick of Chronic, but I don't think Chronic was big at that time. Uh, I, I thought I, you know, they because, were. Well, let's remember that Chronic came back. Um, Chr- Chronic was part of like the new breed. And Chronic was the champions whenever there was the uh, the alliance. The Filthy Animals so, then? Oh, the Filthy Animals may have been it. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just feel like... I feel like Russo did this as like a fuck you to the NWO. So I feel like Hall, Nash, and Hogan were all 100% like, affected by it. That's why I was thinking it was Hogan as the world champion and the Outsiders as the tag team champions. And again, I, I don't have any—I I can't say that with any concrete conviction. But like I said, um, when Russo came over and they did this, Bischoff was kind of like the the advocate for the old guys, for the NWO. Russo was kind of the guy, you know, for the for for the new guys until Russo and Bischoff joined together to screw over the old talent. Ransom, what do you think? You're being too quiet on all this.
2: I'm just listening to you guys talk and I'm just trying to think of
3: But literally I have
2: no
3: fucking clue who who was T V champion was. I, I have maybe Mike Awesome. I don't know. Um Maybe Hugh Morris that that name rings a bell for the what about TV Disco movie? Inferno? He was champion a bunch as a TV champion, but I I want to say it was towards the earlier Nitros, not the later. Okay, I think Poot might be closest with the Filthy Animals. Oh God. Were they still around at this point? I think that I, they were.
0: I, I, I'm pretty sure they were. I, Dude, I. that's the thing. I. This is because so Ray murky. Booker, this is so murky.
3: Ray, Ray and Booker were like the... the. Or no, not Booker. I'm, I'm thinking of... Um, yeah, fucking Hugh, Hugh Rection and G.I. Bro and fucking Lash LaRue as the fucking major guns. Uh, I, I forget what their name was. Um... But uh I, I think I think the filthy animals may have been passed at that point because I think I think Mysterio was in WWE at that point and he was a in for the filthy animals.
1: I you know what for some reason I, I want to believe Poot on it whenever he said chronic. I don't know I just it, it feels right. I don't know. So I'd say Hogan Hogan is the world champ, chronic as tag. Uh, Lance Storm having the uh, the other three, and then television title. I don't know. I I was just stabbing the dark. I would say Disco Inferno.
3: The TV champ is the biggest hail mary that I have because I literally have no fucking clue. Um, I know Mike Sanders. I think he was a TV champion at one point, but obviously. Uh, Russo wouldn't dick him over. I think that that would have been after. I think same with Mike Awesome. Awesome would have been TV champion after. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of other names that would have been in like, the TV championship ranks. I
1: Could Goldberg be one of them?
3: No, Goldberg was only US and world champion. Um... Was there ever a time where the TV
2: title wasn't a thing in WCW? Is it possible there was no TV title at this time? It's quite
3: possible because I'll be honest, I don't remember it post like that era. Um, well,
1: well, he said he said that there were there were six different titles, so maybe maybe he stripped whoever of the TV title and then it was just not a thing afterwards.
3: Brent, were you thinking that it was a women's title then? No. Because, yeah, that would be the sixth title would be the TV title. You you know? All right. So, I feel like this period was, like, a very harsh stop. They were doing something that was never before done. And that's why it ruffled up a lot of the talent. I feel like, and, again, I could be wrong, but I think that the... TV title may have uh, laid within that um that group that I was talking about earlier with uh with um, um, major erection and uh GI bro and Lash LaRue I think it may have been Booker T as GI bro is TV champion again I, I I have zero certainty on that but I, I I just have this feeling that it was one of those two.
2: All right, so here's my take on it. Okay. I don't think Booker T was involved with the championship at this time. I don't think Jarrett had yet won the big gold belt at this time.
3: Yes, he would have. Because this was after the NWO 2000. Was it? If if my timeline was, is correct,
2: if I'm, I don't know the inception of NWO 2000, but what I'm thinking happened was that this was early 2000s. This would have been like first quarter, maybe, of of 2000, and I don't know when the NWO 2000 came about. Uh. Oh, pardon me.
3: I think the NWO 2000 was early 2000, maybe even like back half of 99. Okay. And because I, cause I, I distinctly remember going through the Chosen One stuff when things were semi-normal at Nitro. And then, like, when this happened, I, I remember everything just kind of hit the fan. Like, at one point... Kevin Nash turned on some people to to align with Russo and Bischoff. At yeah, one point, that. Russo won the title, and that was that was that was at a War Games. At one point, Russo won the title, um, like, a, and th- that's when they like basically said goodbye to most of their pay per views, and they came up with all these new ones. That's when yeah. they changed this logo. So that's like I remember the like the, the the chosen one gimmick with Jeff Jarrett before all of that this was kind of like uh, the 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 jilting turning point of all of that i'm not saying jarrett wasn't involved i i just think that the that, that the whole chosen one world title thing would have been prior to this but i think you're right that this probably happened in the back half of 2000
2: i th- think this happened in the early part of 2000s that would oh you mean? okay
3: that could be as well I I just don't know.
0: Uh, we gotta be we gotta we gotta pull the trigger on something unless we want to oh, yeah. tap so here, out. We can always tap out I, to the. Bastard. No, I don't want to
2: tap out to this. This is no, huh? F him and his dumb, stupid questions. <laughs> um, so I. <laughs> All right, so this is me doing the stupidity that I do here. I think Jarrett was, the. United States champion at this point. Okay. I feel like when I try to think back on this, I can remember a group of people in the ring. I can remember Russo coming down. I can remember Bischoff coming down. I think Jarrett had the, that, that United States title. Because if I'm remembering correctly... Oh Lord help me. Jarrett and the Harris brothers. Oh. Handed over their titles right quick. Like in this segment. Jarrett yep. handed over his United States. Yeah. The Harris the Harris brothers handed over their tag titles.
3: The minute that you say that I pictured it in my head, so that means it probably must have happened.
2: So and this this is another one of those goofy things that I can remember from this, I give full credit to the Bruce Pritchard podcast, because I can remember on them that show, Pritchard and the other dude, I can't remember his name, talking about this segment and Eric Bischoff making reference to Sid Vicious stabbing Arn Anderson with a pair of scissors.
1: Okay, like random, but...
2: At one point, somewhere back in the, in the early days, Sid Vicious legit stabbed Arn Anderson with a pair of scissors, and Eric Bischoff making an open-handed or whatever, you know, back, backhanded. backhanded comment about that or reference to that in the ring at this point confronting Sid Vicious. Which leads me to believe that if Jarrett was the United States champion, that Sid Vicious was the WCW champion.
1: Ooh.
3: I believe it.
2: So that's Vicious, Jarrett, the Harris brothers. Now. Billy Kidman? No. This. For Cruiser? No, is, kid, Kidman, I think, in that same night, I think Kidman wound up facing uh, frickin' Hogan for some ungodly reason in that show. I think you're right. And I don't... I, I just... I don't remember Kidman having the title. Um, I think Duggan was... One of the champions. Really? Yeah, was Duggan the public television? He would have been the TV. Now, the hardcore and. Cruiserweight. The Cruiserweight. Are where I'm hazy. Was Mike. No No, not Mike Knox.
0: Mike Awesome? Mike
2: Knox? no not mike awesome was mike knox in wcw no he was was he a hardcore champion in wwe
3: no 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 no. mike knox was like with this he in it
2: okay so it wasn't him then
3: mike sanders above average no
2: no
1: colonel sanders
2: yeah the chicken guy (laughs) um hang on just give me a second here oh did I say vicious Jarrett Harris's Duggan? Yep. Yeah. Two more.
3: Is this maybe something that Hardcore Hack would have been there for? Which was the Sandman from ECW?
2: No, okay. I don't think he was in it.
3: What a dumb fucking name, by the way, Hardcore Hack.
2: <laughs> yeah, what? That was a stupid name, Brian. Was he one of the? Was he one of the, the tables guys? The guys that had the tables? No. Who are the guys that came down with the table and always did the dance? And had Public the, enemy. The, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. Who, who was in that group? Flyboy Rocco Rock and um.
0: Marco Stunt. Um, no. No. I it. No.
2: Flyboy. Okay. So it wasn't. It wasn't either one of those two. Brian Knobs.
1: Oh, the nasty fuck. boys!
2: You are so right. I think it N- was fucking Nobbs. Was he one of the nasty boys?
3: Yeah. yeah. Right yep. So would he have Nobs. been around at this yes. point? Yes, he would have, and I think he was a hardcore champion. Was it, was it him or was it the other one? Nobbs, not no. no Nobbs was the, the the blonde-haired one. Sags was the dark-haired one.
1: Yeah. Yep. You're right. Yep. Nobbs. So no-
3: Okay. Knobs, I think, rings rings bell. So then we would only be looking at cruiserweight then.
1: Das Wonderkid Alex Wright.
3: Yeah, Alex Wright nah, he was happen. Berlin
1: at that point.
3: I was gonna say he may have been yeah, Berlin. Yeah, he at was that Berlin. Point. Um,
2: cheeky bucket boogie. Uh, wasn't there somebody that was that ripped off like a a prince thing? There was there was a cruiserweight guy there.
3: Um, yeah, um, 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 Prince Iakea.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah he did, did yeah. Did he go by, like, the artist formerly known as... Yes, I believe somebody. Yep. Somebody... yep. Would he have is been that... in the Cruiserweight title hunt at that point? Yes,
3: or he would have been. Yep.
2: Good golly. Um, so is that it?
3: Yeah, that if we're saying uh, Prince Iakea or... Fucking the, the artist formerly known thereof or whatever we want to call him. Yeah. So then running it back, Ransom, you got a fucking beautiful mind, man. That that was something to behold. was mm. yeah, um,
2: uh, stupid WCW trivia's. <laughs> um, that's his wheelhouse. So, yeah. Top down,
3: we have Sid as the world champion, Duggan as T V, Jarrett as US, Prince IKEA or the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea as Cruiserweight. Uh, Harris Brothers as tag team, and uh, Brian Knobbs as hardcore.
2: And we want to go with him, and not the other one, not Sags.
3: No, it was I, no. You know, do do you, do you have an inclination that it was Sags? I don't know,
2: uh, but I can't I can't for the life of me remember like which one of those two had the better like singles run when it happened. I mean, Nobs. I don't think
3: either of them did. Nobs. But I mean, I think I think Knobbs is more relevant at that point. Yeah. All right, we're okay. gonna lock it in.
1: Lock it uh, in. Lock it in.
3: All right.
0: maniac, you're gonna have a
3: good time on the show.
2: <sighs> yeah, probably. Some of these are out
3: there. You should send an example of minor vapors, dump the chumps to Zack Slater so he understands how this works. Yes. Listen to the big balls on <laughs> yeah. maniac. I love it. Yeah, oh my that god, I, I, I just saw one, and I know it's. I, I know. I know we're gonna get it. The artist. Uh, Prince Iakea. Oh, get that's the true fuck story.
1: out of here.
3: Uh, Brian, he said knows, but I know he needs. He means knobs as hardcore. TV Jim Duggan, Hag the Harris <laughs> brothers, US Jeff, WWE Sid Vicious.
2: What the
3: actual fuck?
2: Oh my god! Get Your microphone when you say it, dude. Get real
3: close. Maniac, you tried your hardest, my brother. You did a great job, but we love these questions, but today, you lose, sir. <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> wow. Oh, boys. Oh, oh my Lord. God. Handsome. <sighs> you like know Channel somebody when you do that.
2: It's the these it, WCW questions. I I have watched more WCW stuff than I have any business watching.
0: Oh my you
3: god! You just let us humble fuck around for twenty minutes, and Ransom's like, "Nope, I got it. Watch this." <laughs> Jesus, oh
0: guys. Okay, listen. I don't think we can top that. And uh, no. hold on, my I I feel like this bears us doing this, since Maniac had uh, that bastard Pat had his uh, had his answer with balls. So, I'll go first, then Tom, then Ransom. Ready? You lose, sir.
1: You get nothing. What's what's my line? <laughs> I, That's a good whatever question. Whatever
0: you want. It was supposed to be you lose, you, sir, but Tom broke it.
2: You are the weakest link.
0: Go <laughs> Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, thank you very much for the question there, the bastard Pat. We really appreciate that. And um, keep sending in your questions. Beef, really quick before I do my big long spiel outro and thank all the sponsors and that. You want to tell people how they can send in their stump the champs, the champs, the champs, the champs, stump the champs still.
3: Uh, Tell them where they can do that. You mean something the reigning defending champs? Well yes, Poot, I would love to. We have a wonderful email where you can communicate with us on all things wrestling, not just somet the champs, but we do enjoy your stump the champs questions. Please send them on over to Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast at gmail.com. Two emails, please. One email with the question, the second email with the answer, and the answer email. Be sure to uh, put some text in there and then put some spaces so that I don't get it ruined for me. If I see your answer, you are disqualified and you will also lose and get Nothing.
0: All right, so please do that try and knock us off our pedestals. It's coming. It's coming. Sure as shit, one day someone will get us. I thought this was it. I I, I thought this was it. Listen, I I have all the faith in us, especially Ransom when it comes to WCW. But guys, you know, one day someone will get us. But that day is not today. Okay. And it's not this episode. Thank you all very much for listening to the P3 podcast. We really appreciate it. You make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go on YouTube, search Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast. That's Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast or the P3 podcast. You can find us. Just hit that little subscribe notification bell and, uh, Make sure you leave a comment or whatever you like to do. We have it there. Also, you can find this podcast anywhere at any of the purveyors of uh, quality podcasts. That's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and, of course, on Anchor.fm. That's our little hub for everything. want to thank our sponsors, Mr. Tiger uppercut bomb tom and his page casual gaming dad over on facebook and uh casual gaming dad's corner the little community you can join it's not even so little he keeps growing and growing and growing tom plays a lot of really great games you can watch him rage you can watch him laugh you can watch him be awesome at games and not by fault of his own bad at bad video games but who's good at bad video games people who are their their sadists or masochists or whatever the thing would be uh, you can also find him on YouTube and Twitch It's Casual Gaming Dad and Casual Gaming Dad 84 make sure you follow him and subscribe to him on there as well oh by the way his page Casual Gaming Dad on Facebook give it a like while you stop by okay and we want to thank Mr. Sean Tischler and his work with uh, the independent wrestling scene in the central Pennsylvania area that's IW looking forward to more shows as things hopefully start to clear up in the next couple months again thank you very much for listening to us and Maniac I'm sorry not Maniac that bastard Pat you tried your best this week man but we are the best champions anywhere we're the best champions in Canada we're the best champions in Cambodia we're the best champions in Japan we're the best champions anywhere anywhere at all especially in North America. Okay? So there you go. Well, you thought it was coming. You thought I was going to say, North Carolina! Well, I didn't this week. So there you go. Thank you to my co-hosts for this podcast as well. There's Mr. Beef the Legend, Mr. Alec Ransom, myself, Poot the Bard, baby, and your are reigning. Ill. Defending. Undefeated. Yeah. Undisputed. Oh, Chew. Listen, the more sassy you get and the more blustery you get, the better it's going to be when you lose that championship to anybody. Mr. Tiger. Uppercut. Bomb Tom. Thank you all for listening to us. Have a wonderful day, evening, night, whenever you listen to us. Goodbye. Mother. Tucker.